Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And you are listening to the Unprofessional Hour, episode number five. We have another massage therapist that is joining us today. She's hanging out on our couch. I don't know if she's going to use her name yet. She's looking at me. I'm looking at her. She's nodding yes. Her name is Ashley. We also have Amanda sitting here with us. Amanda, why don't you uh, say something? Hi, everyone. It's Amanda. And yeah, this is episode five of the Unprofessional hour and we have a therapist here who's actually willing to use her name first name only yes yes okay Ashley happy to be here with you guys too and uh, before we get started Mark disclaimer on the unprofessional hour do not take anything that we say here seriously this does not reflect on our ability as professionals to perform our tasks and roles so Ashley do you know what the unprofessional hour is all about a little bit just kind of some of the shenanigans that happen in the profession and some of the weird stories that we come across shenanigans I love that word. Sorry, go on. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of ends. I feel like I wouldn't know how to spell it. I wouldn't know where all the ends go. I'm not even talking about the spelling. It's a fun word to say. Say it. Shenanigans. Shenanigans is a fun word. It's a fun word. Sounds Irish. I think so. It does sound Irish. I want to do a jig when I say it. I feel like Porky Pig should be wearing the red (laughs) shirt. Have you guys ever seen that episode? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I mean, House of Pain has the song, like, Shamrocks and Shenanigans is one of their songs. So there's even the music throwback, too. Connections. Perfect. (laughs) Connections. You wouldn't know Everlast if you saw him, would you? No, I would not know. Did you even know he was in House of Pain? No. Like, I'm telling you, when I I watched that uh, podcast with him and Joe Rogan. I didn't know who Joe Rogan was talking to. I was like, I like this guy. I like what he has to say. I had no fucking clue who I was watching. <laughs> Embarrassing. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm turning red because I'm embarrassed of myself. <laughs> All right. So let's 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 bring this back off of the musical hour to the unprofessional hour. And we're here to talk about some of the shenanigans. So this is the stuff that uh, we as massage therapists tend to rap with each other on when we're by ourselves. But today we'll do with headsets. And let's start it off here. Can you give us maybe the weirdest, weirdest thing? Um, I have two. All right. Give us the second weirdest thing. Uh, <laughs> we'll start at the bottom and we'll work our way up. Um, I think the pimp that called the clinic would, be, <laughs> would probably be actually the mildest one. You know um, what? Let me let me get comfortable. All right. <laughs> the pimp that called the clinic. The pimp that called the clinic. So I'd been working at the clinic I'm at for about maybe three months. So I was the newest person there. There was like seven massage therapists. We all work full time. And I just randomly ended up being the one that answered the phone. And I answered and I gave the name of the clinic. And the word clinic is in our name. And he's like, he's like, oh, my girl's looking for a job. I'm like, okay, I really hate when people call on behalf of someone, but whatever. So I'm like, uh, okay, well, we're not really hiring. Like, we're we're really filled and everybody's kind of full time. And he's like, really? He's like, because she's, she's looking for a place to work. And I was like, well, she could drop off a resume. And, you know, if the owner looks for someone, then we can, she'll maybe call her. And he's like, what are you talking about needing a resume? And we're like, yeah, you need a resume when you're applying for a job. Like, I'm still not processing on any of this stuff. <laughs> not even when he said my girl is looking no, for a job. No, because it's still kind of, it didn't well, even that sound mean his sketchy. It, could, it sounded kind of like he was talking about like his girlfriend. Like, yeah, it could mean his daughter, it could and, mean his wife, it could mean yeah. his mistress, it could mean a lot of things. So, <laughs> so he keeps talking and he's still like just not getting over it. I'm like, yeah, you need a resume because if you get a job, then you still need to actually do like a massage demo so you know if you kind of fit with the like the kind of therapeutic aspect of the way our clinic runs and he's like what are you talking about like it's it's just massage like you know like a rub and tug and we're like like uh no this is a like actual clinic like this is registered healthcare." (laughs) and he's like oh I'm really sorry do you know any of them? <laughs> like, and in my head, I'm like, let me pull out my Rolodex of prostitution rings. And I'm like, no. You know what? I actually have one now. Mark has what a Rolodex hell? of prostitution rings. Yeah, that's fair it's enough. horrible, but I, I have one now. I can spot I, a rub and tug from a mile away now. Oh, yeah. But do you have the phone numbers and the addresses written down? Uh, uh. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, I don't have the Rolodex to be like, oh, when someone calls the wrong type of environment. Be like, I love that the pimp yeah, man, asked you for a yeah, <laughs> that was like the best part about it. It was like, yeah, no. <laughs> like hang up the phone and I'm just kind of shell-shocked for a few seconds. I was like, 
wow, I get definitely get the weird calls. I'm surprised he didn't stop you. Like, what do you mean a demo? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, what do I got to do here? What does she have to do? Yeah, no. That's... <laughs> and then asking for the referral at the end after, <laughs> after apologizing. <laughs> at least he apologized. Oops, yeah. Sorry, barking up the wrong tree. But do you know any place that she can she can go? Yeah. All right. So that you said that was the mild one. That was the mild so one. So it gets weirder. Um, You know the story of the guy at the door. I do. I do. But Mark doesn't know the story no. of the guy at the door. Um, it, it was great. And same thing. I was in like the first year that I was working at the clinic and our reception area is in the same area with all of our treatment rooms, but the waiting area is separated by a couple of glass doors. So you can see people walking by and everything. And my treatment room was kind of like just off to the side. And so there's this guy that walks in in our waiting room. There's like flyers for um, like personal training and there's a poster for like laser therapy up on the wall. Like there's nothing questionable in that office. No, it's very, very medical. I mean, I've been in there seven million times. It's very, very medical. (laughs) So I like finish off with the client that I've treated and I've gone into my room and I'm making up my table. And I mean, I remember that day to the point that I know that I was wearing black pants and a blue t-shirt. So clearly nothing like questionable in the way I'm dressed either and I'm standing there and I'm watching him and he walks in and kind of looks around and then he leaves and then a couple minutes later he walks back in and he looks around again and leaves a second time and I'm like okay if he comes in again I'm really gonna have to stop and go find out what's going on so he comes in a third time and I finished making my table and I like walk over to the door and I'm like can I help you and he's like, yeah, um, do you guys like do massage and stuff here? And I was like, yeah, it's a massage therapy clinic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I just in my head, I'm like, oh no, I know where this is going to go. Old guy, young guy. Young guy. And he's like, oh, he's like, well, how much do you charge? And I'm like, well, it all just depends on the length of the treatment. Like we do half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half and two hours. And he starts leaning on the door frame. He's like, two hours. And he just starts kissing his teeth. And I'm like, oh, it's completely going to go the way I think it is. And he kind of leaves again and comes back and he knocks on the door. And I'm like, yeah, like, how, how can I help you? And he's like, well, do you guys do anything else? And I was like, well, we're going to do, you fill out a health history form. I'm trying to spoon feed it to him like you are in the wrong place. But if you're not going to take my hands, then I'm totally going to make you say it. And so I was like, yeah, well, you fill out the health history form and then we'll work on the areas. We'll do assessments and stuff. And he's like, but do you do anything else? And I was like, well, we don't have chiros and physiotherapists. (laughs) We have referrals to them. He's like, but do you do other things? And I was like, I don't know what you mean. And he's like, well, other things, you know, like fucking. (laughs) And says it blunt. And I'm like, No. And the best part of that and the part that made me cringe the most and I apologized after I had closed the door and he had left was one of my colleagues was standing at the reception desk um, finishing off, like checking out her client who was probably 75 or 80 years old. (laughs) And so they got to hear this conversation. And so he left and I turned to them and I'm like, I am so sorry about that and just walked away. That is so weird. Yeah. But I was like, I was expecting him to be like, well, you know, like happy endings or like, you know, just things like that. I was expecting that. But to him to actually come out with like fucking, I was like, you are a piece (laughs) of work. (laughs) She's like... Shenanigans. I call oh, shenanigans. Shenanigans completely. <laughs> Mark has this look I love on his the face. Smack look on your face. This is it's amazing. just so weird. Yeah. Like who does that? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. was he really expecting a yes? Uh, well, okay. Uh, this is again. The uh, these are different <laughs> kinds of people that would even oh, yeah. do something like that. But just for everybody listening, this clinic where Ashley works, as she said, the uh, the treatment space and the reception space is separated by glass doors. These glass doors remain locked so that people don't come in and interrupt treatments and there's a doorbell. Now, if you had listened to the episodes Mark did about these, quote, holistic centers that were offering these types of full services, they all had doorbells. Maybe he saw the doorbell and got the wrong idea. (laughs) 
they also had neon signs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they didn't say clinic and they weren't selling, you know, those posture correction. Well, we didn't have those at the apparatuses. time. But yeah, and it wasn't in the middle of a medical building and our right. doors are all clear. Like, you see, it's you like sh- a French door. You're you should have kept no the question. number from the pimp. And yeah, I know, you can really? say, hey man, go see. And you should have called him up and said, I got a client for you. Yeah. <laughs> You could start a mobile business. Oh, oh. I'd be be like a pimp's pimp or something. Like that, that, yeah, no, no. That is odd. That is odd. But God, anyway, anyway, now that we're all just in total shock. um, I mean, you said you've been working at this clinic for how long now? 10 years. 10 years. Okay. So in 10 years, you've probably met some very interesting people. What is like the weirdest request from a client you've ever gotten? Or have you ever received anybody just asking you to do something that you were just like, what? What the fuck are you asking me? Um, I had generally not so much. I had one client who like, he just had like a quirky sense of humor and you could just tell it was his humor. And he was like, I didn't, he's like, I really like foot massage. He's like, but I didn't take my socks off because I didn't want to disrespect you. And I was like, okay. I'm like, well, here. And I took his socks off and treated his feet. But it was like just so odd that he thought like as massage therapists that we would think ourselves above people that do aesthetic work, I thought was a little odd. And then he was like so excited that the next time he came in, he's like, guess what? I took my socks off. And I'm like... (laughs) Good for you. I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. The people that just don't know what we do, it like makes me think of that meme. I brought it up to Mark the other day. Like, you know, what uh, society thinks I do, what my friends think I do, what my family thinks I do, what I actually do. By the way, my favorite, yeah, I was going to say my favorite one with the massage therapist was laundry. That's what we do. Um, But yeah, I think there's people that just have no idea what we do. Like I'll get clients who say like, oh, I have... I had someone yesterday say to me, like, can you do anything for bursitis? Like, almost as if they were expecting me to be like, sorry, I don't even know what that is. And when I was like, yeah, okay. She's like, what? You can help me with bursitis? I'm like, oh, God. So, yeah, people have no idea what we actually do. But it was nice of him that he didn't want to disrespect you. I didn't think of it as um, him saying that as, like, I didn't want to disrespect you because this is what, like, an esthetician would do or a reflexologist. I thought of it more as maybe he thought like, you know, you're a a nice girl. He didn't want to disrespect you by exposing his disgusting feet. Like, no, no, him. It was like purely thinking that like expecting his feet to be massaged was like below a massage therapist sort of like MO in practice. And I was like, that's kind of interesting because I wouldn't think twice of it. I'm like, oh, foot's bare. Like, let's massage. Did, mm. he, did he have nice feet? I don't know. I don't really like check out people's feet, but <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I don't have foot fetish. But. No, no foot fetish. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the people who say like, oh, sorry, I didn't shave my legs or, yeah. you know, like we don't give a shit or at least I don't. I don't care. He didn't shave. Neither did I. Yeah, no. That, that we, makes no we, difference. We treat guys and we treat people of all cultures, so it really doesn't matter. No, it <laughs> doesn't matter. I don't know. I have I have my like my sweet story and a pun intended as well. Um do it. And it's actually a nice story. It's not <laughs> um I treat a husband and wife and they're Eastern European and they're they're so lovely and I've been treating them for years and um the husband is a bee hobbyist and so he actually collects honey and it's really delicious honey. And he'll make candles and everything. And I was like, well, if you ever have extra honey that you want to sell or candles, I'm like, I totally want to buy one. So it was like a week or two later and his wife comes in on two separate occasions and she's like, this is from so-and-so. And And I'm like, oh, okay. And she hands me this mason jar of honey in one treatment. And then another one, she brings me this like pillar candle made of like beeswax. And so the next time I saw him, I was like, oh, I'm like, thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate that. He's like, yeah. He's like, I had my wife give it to you because... Since it's a gift, I didn't want anybody to misconstrue the intention because it was coming from me and he didn't want anyone to think that it was unprofessional because it's like an older male client giving Mm -hmm. me a candle. And I'm like, but it's not a candle in a sensual way. It's you made this handmade pillar candle of beeswax. But I was like, thank you. The unprofessional hour just became the uber professional hour. (laughs) Yeah, like, I love how I get the, like, fucking guy, and yeah. then I get the, I'll have my wife give you the item that I made as a hobby. Like, <laughs> I had a couple do the exact same thing, actually, yeah. when I was, um, 
leaving for my maternity leave with my second child, I had originally started treating the husband and then he referred his wife. And so then I was, I was seeing both of them and I saw him on probably my second last day of work. And then on my last day of work, I, the wife didn't have an appointment, but she came in specifically to give me a gift. <laughs> and I think the same thing that it didn't want, I don't think they wanted it to appear that he was giving me the gift. So yeah, she made a special trip in to give me a present, which was sweet. Does the bees do talk a lot about bees? Um, I'm curious. Quite a bit. Yeah. So I'll, is he I'll like, ask him about it too. Is he like all into like, oh, the bees are going away. They're going to be extinct and we're all going to die. The world's going to end kind of thing. Or? No, he, um, he, he takes care of them like it's a pet, yeah. which is really awesome. And so he has fun um, and he just finds it really fascinating watching them and like helping the hive get stronger. So he's not about like the paranoia and the eco, yeah, yeah. the eco awareness end of it. He just enjoys having this hobby because he's going to be retiring soon. And so he's like, yeah, he's like, and then I'll expand the hive and I'll eventually have like multiple boxes of them. Yeah. But he'll tell me about the things that he'll do to like make sure that they have the nutrients and the nutrition they need in the morning, like in the early spring when they first start waking up or what he does to help like get the hives kind of shut down for the night, wow. like for the winter and everything. That's like a full, full-time job. The things kind people of. do, huh? Actually, I yeah. dated a guy whose mother... Uh, did that she and they same thing they made candles and she made these really beautiful candles for my parents i think they still have them i didn't know this was a thing it's a thing yeah the people are that into bees mm -hmm. yeah and the technical term is to own an apiary i don't think i can say that <laughs> <laughs> i don't think my tongue works that way <laughs> apiary shenanigan yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just coming up with new words all day long <laughs> um so you work around a lot of other therapists yeah yeah there's a lot of other people there um any weird shit happen between you and other therapists like we had talked about on uh, one of the episodes about you know maybe a client leaving you and going with one of them or vice versa any like weird animosity in the clinic with uh clients bouncing back and forth or are you guys all pretty cool with each other i think everybody gets pretty cool like i think every once in a while if there's someone that you've been treating for years and you've really kind of done what you can to invest into like that person's health and really trying to show them like an equal level of loyalty and then if a circumstance happens like an injury or someone goes on vacation and someone else fills in and then they just find that that, ther that other therapist is a better fit. And so yeah. sometimes it's not that you get upset, but there's just that little part of you where you're like, oh, I was, I miss, I was missing something. Like it stings I a little, yeah. Yeah, that you were like, <laughs> you know what, I missed a little bit or I, didn't, I wasn't catching something and I wasn't continuing to be the correct fit. And so it's like, oh, that sucks. But then it's like, you know what, I'm glad you're you're staying in the clinic as much as anything because you want to keep the client we want to keep the clients and keep everybody prosperous but at the same time it's like oh but at least you're here and you're seeing someone that's like suited to your needs better so it's not awkward between you and the client when they come in it might be for like a treatment or two and then it's like but it's about you know kind of taking the high road and just not treating it as anything it's that like, stuff hey, doesn't bother me at all yeah. like, I, I feel yeah. nothing about it the only thing i ever question is are you having the same conversations that you had with me? Like, are, are you taking that? Is, is, <laughs> is, do you have like a massage therapist conversation that you always have? Or is it, yeah. or were you just having conversations with me? Or is this something that you, I sound so stupid. No, I actually never that, thought of that oh, yeah, before. That's the only thing that I ever thought about. Like you're seeing someone else. Great. You know, I see you in the halls. We got no problem. I'm happy for you. But then I think like, Hey, I know what we used to talk about. Are you talking about the same kind of stuff? Because it was never really just a conversation that could have been, very specific to me it could have been very generic with any massage therapist yeah and that's that's where i i went with that yeah that or if it's like they may mention to the other therapist oh that that thing that you that you did that they didn't like and oh, no one tells you like yeah. if it's like oh just the way you treated their neck or something there was like a point that they don't like and instead of even if you're checking in they may not necessarily say something but then they tell like the other therapist like oh, I didn't like the way the pressure was done in this area. And then no one says anything to give you feedback to be like, oh, hey, heads up, by the way, part of the reason this person left was because of X, Y, and Z. And then mm -hmm. you're like, oh, crap, I'll make sure in the future to like check in with people about that and kind of cor correct something you may not necessarily be aware that you've been 
doing in a way people may not like. I think that's super common. I think that clients in general are afraid to like tell the therapist if they don't like something or if they, it doesn't matter how many times you ask about the pressure or about their comfort. I think that they don't want to offend you. And I I do think that happens. I think that they will very quickly tell someone else, like, have you ever had a, a client complain about you? Like that has gotten back to you? Yeah. Yeah. And I have as well. I mean, (laughs) they didn't tell me anything at the time. It's they might say something to the clinic owner or someone else like, oh, I didn't like this or, you know, I didn't understand this. And they didn't say anything to me. Yeah, Yeah, generally they're pretty quiet. But sometimes, you know, maybe some, I know when I'm on the table and I'm getting treatment and someone is doing something that I don't necessarily like, like I'm not enjoying it. But then I kind of think to myself, you know what? maybe this is going to work. Maybe this is going to make me feel a certain way. Maybe this is going to resolve some whatever issue. So I kind of reserve on it. I actually don't say anything, even though it might be uncomfortable. I don't particularly like it. I wait. Mm -hmm. And that way I kind of see what this is going to feel like, you know, the next day or a couple days later. And if everything worked out great, then I'm like, okay, that was just a a different view, a different methodology that I did not come up with. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm glad I didn't say anything because it has this type of result with me. So maybe, you know, it's some of the patients are doing that kind of, you know, who are we kidding? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm like you, I don't say anything when I'm getting a treatment. If something feels like, I feel like I'm just such a baby when it comes to like everything fucking hurts me. You touch <laughs> me with the most moderate pressure and I'm like, ow. So no, I don't say anything in that sense because I feel like it's going to hurt me no matter what. So I, I trust the therapist I'm seeing and I'll just let them do their thing. Um, I'm talking more about like, so for example, the client that complained about me, she she felt I, th- I might have talked about this before. She felt she didn't get her full hour on the, on of treatment because she didn't have an hour on the table. I Although hate I that. did, sorry, I fucking hate that. Right, and yeah. I did explain to her at the beginning. It was her first time seeing me. She had been in a major accident, so there was injury. It wasn't just like I want to come for a massage because I like massage. She was referred to me by a chiropractor. Um, and there was injury and she couldn't for the life of her understand why I was assessing it because the chiropractor already did. And I was like, one, I'm not the chiropractor. Yeah. So I have no fucking clue. Like you're telling me it's not even coming from the chiropractor's mouth. And even if it was, I'd reassess, but yeah. you're telling me the chiropractor said that this was what was wrong with you. I'm still going to assess it. So I did an assessment on her and uh, then I got her on the table, but I'd explained to her that there's going to be a shorter duration on the table because we have to go through this assessment. And when she left, she was so happy. She was like, I can't believe how much better I feel. That was great. She rebooked with me for within the same week. She paid. She was happy, 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 left, sent an email to the clinic owner the next morning, <laughs> like, raging mad that she was ripped off, she was lied to, she didn't get a full hour treatment, that, uh, yeah, anyway. What do you think happened there? Do you think she went home and then she's like texting her friend like, oh, I had the greatest massage ever, I I feel so good now, pain's gone, blah, 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 and her friend's like, oh yeah, so tell me about it. She's like, well, she did these assessments and then she did this treatment and blah, 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 blah. Oh, so you didn't get your full hour? wait a minute, I didn't get my full, do you, like, how do you think that happened? You know what? I never really dove into it that much, but if it was because she was texting her friend who I've now decided is named Brenda, fuck you, Brenda. <laughs> I, did, I did my job the way I'm supposed to do my fucking job. And I, she said she felt great. So no, I have honestly no idea. I have no idea. And this wasn't somebody who was new to massage therapy. She had had massage therapy before. She was new to me. So no, I have no idea, but she was, she wasn't just like, I feel, you know, I didn't get, she was mad, like caps lock yelling mad. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Hey, I had a client leave a treatment go, Oh my God, that was amazing. Your boyfriend must be so lucky. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, (laughs) no, I'm, I don't treat my family, but okay. And then the next day say that I pet her like a baby. And I was like, yeah, I don't treat that light. Like ever. (laughs) I'm like, the only people that I treat like babies are babies. <laughs> I was going to say, you've treated me a handful of times and I never got pet like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I get that treatment? <laughs> yeah. Boyfriend yeah. must be so lucky. Oh, yeah, that's a- the hyperdynicity mm. in his QLs has dropped significantly. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. so lucky. Yep. Yeah. We were talking about that in the last episode, how much I fucking hate that. When I'm treating somebody and they get like... They have to say something weird like that, like, oh, your husband's so lucky, or maybe, you know, maybe they're not meaning anything creepy by it, but I just, I don't know. 
I don't like that comment. Or um, restricting your tools. I cannot stand when clients are like, I don't like this technique and I don't like this technique and I don't like this technique, but I want you to work really, really deep. Well, I've never had that. Oh my God. Yeah. I've had... I've had people where they're like, I want you to work as deep as you can on my feet. Okay. But I don't want you to use your knuckles. <laughs> I'm like, you're not getting deep pressure on your feet because I'm not going to burn out my thumbs and my fingertips trying to give you deeper pressure. I'm yeah. like, so your choice is I either treat you with my hands or if you want me to work heavier on the bottom of your feet, I'm going to use like the flats of my knuckles because I can use the pressure in there, but I'm not going to hurt my hands. So screwed up. Yeah. You're so screwed up. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, they're really like it, it. It baffles me. Like, do they go to the dental hygienist and be like, you know what? I uh, don't like the that, ultrasound. That scaling tool. Let's not use that one. Let's <laughs> use this one, and let's only clean between these two on the bottom and this one. <laughs> like, it's so fucked up. It's really uncomfortable when you work in the back of my mouth. So let's just stay out of there yeah. altogether. Yeah. Or you know, you go to your doctor and he's about to use a stethoscope. You know, can you do me a favor? Can you just warm up the stethoscope first? I don't like that cold on my chest. Like, it's so weird. Like, you would never do that to anybody else. No, it is true. Definitely when it comes to any kind of, like, alternative healthcare, people feel like they can sort of dictate what happens. But when it's just regular healthcare, your GP, your dentist, they don't say anything. Really, I mean, really, we have the right to dictate all of our healthcare. But yep. nobody's going to talk to their doctor the way they talk to their massage therapist. Mm. Sometimes yeah. I do. Well, you're an ass. I'm not. I don't talk to him like that. I just very. I, you know, maybe I take change my mind on this whole thing. Now you're making me think. Yeah, because you you actually do tell your doctor what to do. Well, that's but why I also, like my doctor. But it's also different when you have that healthcare knowledge too, as opposed to being a member of the general public. That's true. It's true. Our doctors must hate us. Like <laughs> I, I've actually Mark has gone into his doctor with what he decided on his own was a um, a sinus infection. He went in, told the doctor, I have a sinus infection, prescribe antibiotics. And uh, I think the doctor was starting to ask questions and he just cut him right off and said, just prescribe me antibiotics. (laughs) And I think the doctor at that point realized, I'm getting nowhere with this patient. All right, here's your script. Get out of my office. Yeah. Next time I'll be like, just prescribe me Percocets. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe some Vicodin on the side. (laughs) Oh, that's terrifying. Dr. Jerry, I love you. (laughs) <laughs> oh, good old Jerry. Good man. So what, el- what else we want to... Uh, what made you want to become a massage therapist? Um, I was massaging people as a small child. Like I'm like kind of was almost like born into it. I had... Like how small are we talking about? Like three and four. Really? Because I yeah. have a four-year-old daughter and like never. She doesn't have the attention span for it. And uh, if she does, it's it's not very good. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like, I, I grew up in a party house. My dad was a drummer. He taught my brother how to drum. My dad actually learned from Lee Von Helm from the band. Oh, cool. Like, yeah. So there's, again, music throwback. Um, so when we grew up at the time, like our house has changed because of other stuff. Um, we had one of the longer tables that had like the L-shaped bench that went around half of it. And I even had that corner seat. And so the guys would be in the basement to have like jam practice and they'd come upstairs to have a beer and kind of relax for a little bit. And I'd be sitting on the back of the bench, like going from person to person, just sitting there like yeah, massaging yeah, yeah. their shoulders and move down to the next person and like just kind of work around through like whoever was on the back of the bench, like on the back bench. So there's like three or four of them. Yeah. And just giving massages. And um, we would go out to Guelph to see my grandparents and I was, I'm the younger sibling. My brother's six and a half years older than me. And so I'd sit with my feet in like his foot section and then he'd throw his legs over top of mine just mm-hmm. so that I could like rub his legs. Cool. So it's just kind of always been so something you, that I do. Did you go to massage school then straight from high school? Yeah. So you were like the young kid in the massage class. No, because my birthday's in January. So um, I did like, I graduated after grade 12. I did a semester of of OAC and mm-hmm. then I went to college. So I still had like an extra year ahead of that. So I was like 19. Yeah. So I was one of the younger people, but I was not the youngest. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what, what was uh, massage school like for you then? 
Because uh, it must be, like, I was in massage school when I was, I turned 30 in massage school. Yeah, I was 20, 27 when I yeah, graduated. Yeah, and the majority so of we the older. class that that was in my class, it, it was all, like, second career people. So, I mean, everyone was 30-somethings. And, like, yeah, we had a couple, like, 19, 20-year-old kids in the class. She didn't go to a private college. No, I went to public college. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I think that ma- but still. I think that makes a difference. I think that a lot of the people that go into massage therapy straight from high school, I think a lot of them probably go to a place like Centennial versus hmm. a place like, you know, CCMH, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Maybe I'm wrong, but that seems to be the trend. Yeah, um I liked it. Like my teachers were amazing. Um and having just that that summer gap to kind of breathe and process and try to study a little bit. Not that you ever really did much studying, but... Any memorable moments from school? Because I have a billion. I have a lot of good memories from school, but our school also had, you know, an active hydrotherapy lab. So we had hot tubs, we had whirlpools, we had steam rooms, we had saunas. So you can... It was... Breaks were fun. We had full parties in the hydrotherapy room. That's what what it felt like. (laughs) Seriously. Like, we're all just hanging out in the hot tub, I guess. You guys worked really hard. Well, you know... (laughs) Work hard, play hard. Totally allowed. Yes. I, I just get jealous when I hear you guys talk about school. So yeah, keep it up. Yeah, but school for me was different too. Because like I said, I was older. I also came from having a university education. And obviously university is a whole other ball game than going to like a private career college. So for me, going to a private career college and showing up after lunch with several beers in my system and then sitting into a class to me that would have been normal because i went to york university and at that time they had nine pubs on campus so i mean my breaks at york were were sit in the pub maybe do some studying drink a bunch of beer and then go to class (laughs) so i kind of took that because that's the way i remember post-secondary education to be and so now as i'm a little older and I'm in massage therapy school, I would kind of do the same thing. I would take my lunch. I would go sit at the Fox and Fiddle. I'd have pub food. I'd have a couple beers, maybe more than a couple. And then I'd go to <laughs> class, right? Because that's just kind of what I did through university. And, you know, it's not really, they don't really like that too much at massage school. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking like a student clinic day. I'm just talking in general, right? It's just a different vibe. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's a smaller class and everybody probably could smell you when you walked in versus an 800 student lecture hall. Yeah. <laughs> one of one of my friends was known to have done that a couple of times, like not in, not in lab, of course, but um, go to class and pretty um, energetic person. We were in different years. He we had graduated at different times from high school, so he was there ahead of me, um, and kind of known for like going to class a little bit tipsy. But yeah. he was just this like. He still, and he still is like one of the most dynamic personalities and people that I know. And I just think the world of him. And I can imagine just how much he must have driven like a couple of the teachers crazy. <laughs> like when they're like, like, for sure. I remember once I had an oral practical exam, and this was a class. I, I think they just recently put that into the curriculum. Like one of the instructors developed this course and threw it into the they threw it into the curriculum, and it was called shit. It wasn't called shit. I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> it was called. It was. I don't remember the name of the class was, but the the, the, the setup. You did the, the stuff. The setup with the class was. It was just oral practical treatment exams. Like that's all it was. This wasn't a class where you learn stuff. This was. I think they called it synthesis or something like that. And it was just literally like, all oral practical exams. You show up that day. You do three oral practical. So it's exams. like practicing for your. OPs. But it wasn't. It wasn't an OSCE prep. It, I can't. I really. I should find my transcript find the name of the course anyway so what they do in this class is they throw away your two lowest op marks because you've just done a billion op so they're like okay we'll throw away the two lowest and then we give you the average of whatever it is and i was a i was a a really decent student right i always got pretty high grades when it came to school anyway so i had tons of throwaway tests because i've done awesome in all these and i remember going into this oral practical exam these are 10 minute long oral practical exams i didn't even read the stem I just walked into the treatment room <laughs> and I decided I'm going to sit at the head of the table and I'm going to do tapping to Popeman, tapping on the person's forehead for 10 minutes just to see if they stop the exam. Because it's a throwaway. I don't, I don't need this, Mark. So literally, I just like the bell rings, didn't even read the stems, kind of walked in. I have no idea what the stem is actually for. Turn the person to supine, pull up the stool. I sit at the head of the table and I just say, um, you know, if I'm doing anything painful or uncomfortable, please let me know. You do have the right to stop at any time. 
And I did this and just watched the clock. That's right. You are a fucking ass. <laughs> yep. Did you get stopped? Uh, no. Let me go. 10 minutes. Did there, was, was there a commentary after? Oh, I got a big zero on that. Well, of course you got a zero, but <laughs> good. was there comments? Nope, did anyone just, say anything? Just a zero. My, my instructor did like, you know, he's kind of chuckling the whole time through, but he's, he's not going to stop it because what if I actually did something different? 10 minutes of tapping. <laughs> 10 minutes like, oh of tapping. God. Was that on... body piss? I, that would drive no, me fucking No, she was just laughing. It was just like, it was just, it was like a kind of like, let's not make too much noise while we're laughing because there are other oral practical exams going on, but it was. It was, it was a it was a funny moment at least for me anyway <laughs> yeah. I thought that was humorous yeah. were you the class clown no I don't think I was a class I don't think our class had a clown our class had a bunch of weirdos like everyone had their own little thing like for example there was this dude in our class he I don't think he ever even wanted to be a massage therapist he's like a genius on the piano he he went to I think Western University for for like music performance and I don't know how he ended up in massage therapy. So like he was kind of like a weird quirky dude. Like, like he'd walk around with an, with an ass cushion. I don't know why. I'm like, dude, do you got him or something? He's like, no. I'm like, why are you walking around? He's like, I like this. It's comfortable. I like this. He just walked around with an ass cushion. You know, he would always he have was like, an artist. Yeah. He was, kind of, he was kind of strange that way. Right. You know, every day for him, lunch was like a two liter bottle of, uh, of pop. Like that was his lunch. Like he's just kind of really a strange, quirky guy. Diabetes There's another in the dude in my class. You know, we called him Spartacus. Why? Because if you ever see his feet, he's got the longest toenails and we can just kind Ew. of picture them in like Spartacus sandals. I don't know why. Our, one of our <laughs> Doctors actually named some smart, smart kids, which kind of it. So we didn't have class clowns. We just actually had a lot of sectioned off, you know, this is this group of people. This is this group cliquey. of people. Well, it was like 30 something people in the class. Right. So there was just, you know, there's, there was these two girls. They were from up north, like Aurelia or Newmarket or maybe even a little further north. And they just, we were just always referring to them as the small town girls. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting. Well, and, and like high school, like because you're in these classes with everybody and it's so, and you're there for like two or three years, you just, you find the people that you bond with so much. And so then when you're doing the treatments like that are so much more sensitive or a little more invasive, like when you're practicing breast massage, like you really kind of zoned in on your group of people that you were super, super close with. Breast yeah, massage is the class that really picks out the people that everyone else thinks is a weirdo because we can't, you know, you can't make someone do a breast massage treatment and you, you know, you can't do that. Right. To differ. Right. But, uh, well, at least where, where I went to school, it's like, <laughs> if you don't want to do this, then you don't have to. And the same way the person that was getting the treatment done on them, they can be like, yo, I don't even want you in the cubicle. Right. So there's always like that one kind of strange dude that everyone thinks he's strange. And now it's very clear that everyone thinks you're strange because no one is letting you in any of the cubicles to observe a breast massage or to practice doing Aww, your breast did massage. did you get kicked out? To- <laughs> <laughs> you set yourself up. I like, know. what do you even expect from me? It wasn't me. me. I want to say his name, but I won't. No, no I want to no, redeem no. myself by saying his name, but I won't. I, I had a his classmate. <laughs> I had a classmate in first year and he had a sleep disorder, but he he was kind of susceptible to fainting at mm. different times. And so in first year, I ended up partnered with him for it. And I kind of said to the teachers, I was like, you know what, I'm kind of concerned because I know that there's something going on. And, um, and she's like, but you know, he's like a really nice guy and he's super professional. I'm like, absolutely. I'm not disputing that. I'm just more concerned about like... Um, I don't know if there's anything in particular that kind of like throws him off because we'd be in the middle of lab and then he'd put his head down at at random intervals and stuff. Were you afraid he was just going to pull up a cushion? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the teachers, so the teachers were actually like really, really respectful through that and just kind of actually ignored us. Like we just kind of did our thing and they didn't really check on us and stuff. Um, which was good because I think it was just kind of because he really was like one of the sweetest guys. I really, I really just enjoyed him. I thought he was just such a sweet like person to work with and to have as a classmate and stuff like that. And I was, um, I don't know if he switched schools or if he changed programs or something, but he didn't continue with us into the second year. And I was actually very disappointed because he was, he was a nice guy. But do you remember the first time you got your gluteals draped? Oh God. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I forgot. The first time you got your glutes, you got your glutes draped or like a sideline glute draped. 
Do you, I remember mine because it was a fucking disaster, but do you remember yours? I don't know do if I remember, remember the first one. I remember that. Okay, so when I went to massage school, as I mentioned um, before, I was I actually worked at this school. So it was like doubly awkward for me because the instructors were both my instructors and my colleagues, right? So I mean, the, we had a different relationship depending on was I in class right now or was I in the office working? And... Uh, one of the practical instructors used to pull me up to be the demo body every so often because, you know, he knew, he knew me and he knew that I was like totally fine with it. Um, but yeah, I had to be the demo body for glute draping and that was fine because he was obviously very good at what he was doing. You know, that was totally fine. I did every so often though be, become very aware that all of these people also know me as like, you know, one of the staff at the school and that would make me awkward. But anyway, he he did the demo and then because I was already on the table and we had a very, very small class, he was letting people just practice on me and he was <laughs> watching. And at least more than once, he was the most hilarious guy too. Like he, I mean, you know him. He just does like really funny voices and he's a very animated character. And probably at least six times as people are practicing on me, he'd be like, well, I don't want to see that. And he'd have to pull the sheet. So yeah, thankfully I was face down for that as he had to keep covering up my ass as everybody was exposing it. So I, I don't actually know if that was the first time. I guess it must have been because we were, he was practicing, but yeah, I remember that. That was pretty awkward. Your first time? We learned it and there were renovations going on in the school. And like, keep in mind, I did not care. Like yeah. I really had zero issue at all. And I was on the table and my coworker, we were in the corner and it was one of the doors to one of the other treatment rooms as I pantomime everything. Um, and one of the guys doing like construction in the building walked in and I was on the table closest to the door and he just kind of <laughs> walked in for a second. <laughs> And then left, and I burst out laughing, but I forgot to inform the teacher about it. And they're like, "Oh, they were like, what? Someone walked in. This is supposed to be a safe space, and we're so sorry." I'm like, "Oh, I don't care. Like, I, I really don't. Like, I, I was, I found it hilarious, but the school was so worried, and I felt, I felt bad because I was like, oh, I really should have mentioned this properly at." Yeah, most of us don't care. I mean, we're just so used to it. We're we're desensitized by Completely. body parts. Yeah, like if you were to, in, in our class, for example, we had thirty something people. There were no curtains. I mean, there were curtains around the periphery of the room be that you use for student clinic, but all the tables in the middle. Like, I mean, you you literally stand in the middle of the room. You take off your clothes. You jump between the sheets. So we're just used to running around in our underwear anyway. And it's just really strange that that. You know, we're comfortable with it and we just naturally think everyone else is going to be comfortable with this you know and someone yeah. walks in they're like what the hell is going on here why yeah. is this guy in a thong no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. we just so like when I was teaching there's the same idea where you know students just kind of take their clothes off and get under the sheets and like everyone that would walk by or you know and has to enter the room for whatever reason they're always like is it okay to come in are you guys okay is it decent but I'm like it's okay man we're all good here this is the this is our zone we this is yeah. how we do it Everyone here is absolutely massage cool therapists think very differently, yeah. though. Like every massage therapist at some point in their career has said, like a body is a body is a body. Like yeah. it, nothing is weird to us. Everything is normal. It's it's a body. It's it's work. I look at a body and I see work. Yeah, I know. It takes the fun out of it, eh? It really, it really does. I used to say this all the time in massage school. I'm like, massage school has wrecked bodies for me. No, but it it, cre it definitely creates this like separate bubble because like I'm like when I'm at work, it is. It's like a body is a body. And so I'll, I've had people are like, oh, do you ever treat like really attractive people? And I'm like, maybe. Yeah, like I, I don't, exactly. I don't yeah. think of it because it's like, this is, this is my client and they deserve the utmost of my respect and you know their their boundaries deserve the respect and to not be considered some like like a piece of meat or someone that I would go talk to at a bar yeah. and so i don't even process kind of what the person looks like like just mm -hmm. their name to their face sure but 
it's not like I, I yeah I'm like always like I don't, uh maybe like I I just can't I don't think of anyone It's so weird. It, it, I I can see it that way cuz that's how I actually intended it. Yeah. But then after you're talking <laughs> but now after you're saying this it's like I also think of it a completely other way cuz like I'll have friends and we'll be out somewhere it's like yo 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 check that girl out check out her legs and in my mind now I'm thinking big deal I massaged legs 10 times better than that 2 seconds ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I don't think of it as like oh these are great legs when I'm massaging. I'm just like I've in other words I've seen all body parts of all different types and so seeing someone's body you know outside of my treatment room or just seeing someone's body period it just has zero effect on me yeah it makes no difference oh check yeah. out that girl's rack i'm like yeah okay it makes no difference because i've been on the table and i've seen the big racks the small racks the no racks whatever the case <laughs> is like I, it's, I, it's like i've seen and 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 have treated every part of the rainbow so nothing to me is exciting or appealing at all. Or it's you just, look at them and you're just like, oh, I think they might have some fashion adhesions oh, going on. <laughs> Seriously, I've, I've had this happen we, to me at a strip we, joint. Uh, what? <laughs> I've had this... I've had this happen to me at a strip joint. I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there with my buddy and my buddy's like oogling over this girl and I'm like, she's got Pez Planus, man. She's got Pez Planus. She's going to have like this major valgus orientation of her knees. <laughs> she needs orthotics. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Look at something else. I'm like, I am. She's got pets play flat feet, man. That means flat feet. And he's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, I, I I wasn't thinking of that. I didn't know that story. But there was. I remember very very clearly a night, probably like nine or ten years ago. Uh, Mark and I had gone out to have a couple drinks. It was a Friday night, and um, she was injured. I don't care what she says. <laughs> I'm not even talking about that night. I'll get to that. <laughs> Oh, oh that was tell. even better. Oh, do tell. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll start with the one I was thinking of. And uh, as we were leaving the bar and we were walking to another bar, we probably had two or three blocks to walk, not very far. And we're walking and uh, Mark decides, let's play a game. Every person that's walking in front of us, he's like, I want you to tell me. I, I oh, I think at the time I was still a massage student. Yes, I was a student. And, at, you know, Mark was already a therapist. So we were walking and he said, we're going to walk behind people. And, you know, I'd had like seven drinks at this point. So I thought this was a great idea. <laughs> you tell me if there's anything wrong with their posture and <laughs> oh, what it is. No. So we're like walking. I'm hammered and I'm you know, I think I'm talking quietly and I'm like, I think that, you know, maybe her glute meat is a little weak on the left. Like, yeah. And this was like a fun game for us. <laughs> such nerds. Eh? I'm such a nerd. You were at a strip club and all you could talk about was Pez Planet. I know. I, I've done that going to concerts with like one of my friends that's a massage therapist and we're like, we're like, oh, that person has like foot drop. And like we're commenting and we're in like crowds of people and it'll just be a comment like that and then they're like yes and you know exactly <laughs> who the person's talking about you'd be like this blah, blah, blah. and you can pick out the people that we're seeing in like crowds you can be like a hundred people surrounding you like a sardine can and like you know exactly who it is well the other one mark was talking about same idea we had just finished teaching this was very recent we had just finished teaching a con ed course together and um, we had gone out for celebratory drinks after the course. And uh, we were sitting at a bar and this one bartender walked by us probably like seven or eight times. And Mark said to me, I just I just want to know if it's her ankle or her hip. I think it was right. It was ankle <laughs> or hip. Just want to because the way she was walking is like, I just I'm trying to figure out if it's her ankle or her hip. So we became obsessed for like half an hour. We're watching her go back and forth. And I was like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Her hip. It's her hip. And then she would do something else. I'm like, oh, I don't know. That looked like her ankle. Anyway, we decided <laughs> to get brave. And I said to her, you know, not meaning to be like weird or offensive in any way, but um, do you have an injury on your, whatever it was, her left side? And she's like, no, I don't. But people tell me all the time I limp. And then I probably just turned red and I was like, okay, thank you. Can I have another drink? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe some leg length discrepancy or something. Yeah. Well, it wasn't her ankle or her hip. We both lost that night. I, I don't believe her. <laughs> she's lying. Favorite massage music. Do you have? Um, not Enya. Like, <laughs> and I don't want to listen to pan flutes or whales or the ocean because I really don't need anything that's going to make me go, oh God, there's still 10 minutes left and now I need to pee. Like, <laughs> don't want anything like that. It's so funny because everyone has like, like the last person that was here, 
she's like, oh, I love like like uh, flutes, flutes, yeah, and she did streams, and I'm like, wow. Right. Well, she said that, and then she's like, oh, I liked Amanda's music today because I treated her. And I was like thinking, I didn't have any fucking flutes or streams. Um, there's definitely stuff I need to check out because I know they like, – I am definitely like a bit of a video game nerd. And there was a symphony that played in the last year or two that did the music from The Legend of Zelda. And yeah. I really need to hear that because I want to see if I can incorporate any of that in. Do you make your playlists or do you use, like, do you stream them? No, I've just got a couple of CDs that I use. And so one's pretty mellow and laid back and very, like, meditative and everything. But I think one of the coolest was before I was, like, before I was starting school and we had to do, like, the go get a massage and the... The RMT that treated me was just like really cool kind of rocker chick. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, if you can think of anything that's kind of slightly appropriate, she's like, bring it in. And Metallica had just done their album with like the symphony. So I got to get massaged to listening to Metallica and the symphony playing. And she's like, this is one of the most interesting albums I have ever treated to. She's like, but I like it. <laughs> I'm like, going to treat me with Mark. It's all... Like, it's, all, it's, all rock. it's all rock music. He yeah. just puts it at a volume that's low enough that it becomes relaxing. Yeah, yeah. you turn anything low enough and it's relaxing. Yeah. Uh, I have to disagree. I don't know. I don't know sometimes when you put on like uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, I, I'm not as relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> that's musicals though, but I'm, you know. I want to. Metallica's great. I mean, yeah. Metallica has some slow tracks. Oh, Metallica, awesome. I could see being but even relaxing. Like, even, even like Enter Sandman, if you turn it low enough still relaxing or when in doubt go the apocalyptica version and then it's all cellos doing it i mean it's more it's more about tempo than anything else right if something's got a slow enough tempo slow enough beats per minute it could be a hard song but it's got slow it's it's a, do you it's think a, the predictability has anything to do with it like if there's a song that's like changing too much can that be distracting or is it still just about tempo it's i think it's more about tempo right so even if you do have a song that has many different you know things going on in it many different types of progressions um if it's low enough it's still fine right because most songs have a very predictable way that they roll they have Mm. their verses they have their chorus they have their bridge blah 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 but i mean if everything falls in a certain beats per minute then it's just about speed we should have asked the guy uh tj that was on with synesthesia if he would want to have music on while he was getting a massage. It might be good for him. Like he might enjoy seeing colors while well, getting a streaming. Yeah. I mean, or it, could, it could actually mute it a bit and actually give him a bit of a, like a decrease from it. Like almost like it overstimulates to the point that it almost like negates the stimulation. I don't think it works like that for him. No, he, I th- he says it's uh it's, it's interesting. He's got synesthesia. Yeah. So he, he hears when he hears, either single most of the time it happens with uh intervals so when two notes are happening at the same time he'll see colors right and so it can happen with anything it can happen with conversation it can happen with ambient noise so he essentially it never goes away right because you know the buzzing of the lights it has a certain musical tone to it is a note and you mix that with you know the therapist even saying is the pressure good lights do you know what i mean it's, it's a very strange thing. Crazy. Have you ever had any like super interesting clients, like just people that you either like really look forward to coming in because you, you want to hear more about what they have going on or like just, I don't know. I mean, the beekeeper's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I'm very fortunate because I've been treating him and his wife and they're just, they're lovely people. So I always like when, when they come in um, and I always love when children come in, like I have a family of five and I've been treating the mom since before she got pregnant with her third. And then she got her husband in and I treated her a couple of times through her pregnancy. And then when the kids got a little bit older, um, she started bringing them in. So I've got thing one and thing two are the older two and little miss is the youngest and she'll be um, five in January. And I started treating her at a year and a half old and it is so five. Fun. I remember her taking yep. a nap in the waiting room yep. at two years old with her <laughs> bottle. Yeah. <gasps> Um, mom just left her in the waiting room? No, no, mom no, no, no. The whole family would come together. Yeah. 
Oh, so I thought he was like, yeah. I'm just going to leave you here to sleep with your bottle. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> no, no, it was family no, family no. trip to see, yeah. see Ashley. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. But I can give you three guesses who used to get her massage first. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was so great because she'll sit and wait for like the four hours. I, I have coloring books and stuff too, but she'll sit there for four hours and she really doesn't get upset. Like I don't ever hear her screaming or anything, but she gets her massage first and she's fun because it's just monthly you're seeing these milestone changes in like her, the way she speaks and I'm going to be very sad when she can pronounce my name correctly because she still <laughs> calls me Adji right now <laughs> and she'll come and she's like Adji I don't mind treating kids Adji I want Sash like, oh. I like treating kids I understand why mom wants to be in the room when I'm treating your child which is cool I got no problem with I that I prefer mom to be in the room when they're uh, really little yes. yeah yeah I mean well of a whatever parent. age whatever yeah. they're comfortable with right yeah. but I had this one scenario where I was treating this uh this boy and his mother sat in the corner and you know normally someone sits in the corner and they just kind of play on their phone she was being a little overly flirty and I was like <sighs> why are you flirting with me with your son here on the table when yeah. I'm supposed to be like this is just a whole very strange scenario. It made it made me feel really really uncomfortable. Have you seen them again? No, I saw them one time. The one time. The one time. Oh, uh, she didn't flirt back. Yeah, maybe, but that well, that would be weird. <laughs> one, I wouldn't do that. But two, if I were and your son's there, that's kind of weird. Yeah, this is not related at all. But something that you just said uh, triggered a memory that I haven't talked about yet. A weird fucking scenario that happened to me. Um, um, I had uh, a couple, or I thought, I thought it was, you know, the couple were both interested in becoming clients. They came into the clinic and they were asking me a lot of questions about the type of treatments I offer and this and this and this, whatever. And then uh, the, the wife wasn't saying much. Um, English was also her second language. So I thought maybe that was why she wasn't saying much. Um, but the husband was asking me all these questions and he started telling me about her condition. And so we booked an appointment just for her. He said, you know, eventually I'm going to come see you as well, but I want uh, I want you to treat just her because she's got, you know, X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, cool. So we booked the appointment and uh, the day they came in for the treatment, I noticed he was filling out her forms. Again, didn't think too much of it. I was like, okay, cool. Like maybe she really doesn't understand English very well. And then when I went out to get her, he stood up as well and he was coming into the room. So once again, I thought maybe he was coming in to interpret. You know, just going to come and sit and have the discussion with us. Every question I asked, he answered. He answered. I was like, okay, fine. And then at one point I said to him, is it okay? I want her to describe this to me. Because, you know, I was trying to figure out the quality of pain and whatever. I said, I want her to describe it. If she needs help, I'm really happy you're here. You can jump in. You know, I was trying to be respectful of the whole thing, but I wanted to hear from her. And once I actually said that, I realized her English was fucking perfect. He was not there because she couldn't speak. He wasn't speaking for her because she couldn't speak. So then I I was very, I don't know, kind of had a different opinion of him. Like, why aren't you letting your wife talk? Anyway, so then we finish with the, the interview, the assessment, and it's time for her to get on the table. I start to leave the room. I assume he's going to follow me. No, he doesn't. He stayed in there. Like, okay. So I go to wash my hands. I come back. I knock. She says, come in. I walk in and yeah, he's sitting in the chair in the corner. His intent was to hang out there and watch the entire massage. <laughs> and I had never actually had that happen unless it was a child. So I almost didn't, like, I didn't know how to react. I was like, okay, I guess there's nothing, there's no reason he can't be here. Anyway, so I did the entire treatment with him sitting there and he talked to me the entire time. Um, the That's poor so wife weird. didn't speak, period. He talked to me the entire time asking me questions about his own concerns. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm trying to focus on treating as, so finally I had to say to him, like, I'm, you know, I, I just want to, you know, really focus on what I'm doing with her right now. But if you have questions, let's book an appointment for just you. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. But anyway, yeah, they became uh, regulars for a while with me until I referred them to someone else who could do a technique that I could not. <laughs> I had a woman, her and her husband had come into the clinic and seen other people and I treated her. And so she insisted on getting her husband in to, to get a treatment from me. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then she spent, she stayed in the room during the treatment. His English wasn't too strong, so that was fine. And he didn't really talk anyways. 
but she spent the entire time like standing on different sides of me trying to f- watch me and learn how to massage so that she could give him a <laughs> massage. And uh, that was awkward because I was like, uh, you're just, it's so distracting. Like yeah. when you're watching someone try to That's mirror you. That's when I would you. purposely start doing some weird shit. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, I started like kind of more like really paying attention to my body mechanics and dancing as I'm like moving through the techniques of like, uh, no. But she'd like imitate me and she's like, try to figure it out and pantomiming. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm not going to help you because you're just going to be I massaging your husband. do some weird fucking shit. <laughs> so when they go home, they're going to start to tapping foreheads and <laughs> <laughs> I did have We're that happen but she did ask for permission I was treating an elderly woman who could barely move I mean to the point where I don't do house calls period but I did make an exception because she was in such pain that she couldn't even get to me so I went to her and uh, anyway her daughter-in-law brought her in and her daughter-in-law said do you mind if I come in and see what you're doing so you know if she wakes up screaming in the middle of the night I can help her out. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. So it was the same thing. Like I was treating this woman and the daughter-in-law was following me around the table. <laughs> it was so weird. I had this shadow, like, fall- but I mean, at least she asked permission, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I understand why. Yeah. Weird shit that happens to us. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. The word of the day. Can we it call is. this episode shenanigans? Sure. I'm happy with that. I might put one too many ends, but whatever. <laughs> Spell check. Um, but I think it is actually like a double N anyways, though. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> Like S-H-E-N-N. I feel like this might be a good place to end the episode. We started on shenanigans, we're ending on shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> All comes full circle. Unless you have anything else. I treated a woman and her husband came into the room and they asked me whether I was married or not. And I was like, no, you may know this story. I think you know it. Yeah. Um, and the woman was like, oh, okay can we give you a piece of advice? And I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. And I'm used to most people when they're like, oh, you're single and you don't have kids being like, you know what, travel as much as you can and go see different parts of the world. Like just those cliche sort of yeah, life Yeah, like enjoy things. it while you, while you got it. Yeah. Um, they proceeded to tell me about their relationship basically imploding until Jesus spoke to them individually. On the and, same day? Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> coincidentally enough, um, same day, and told them that if they fixed their relationship, their daughter's medical condition would be imp- would be cured, and proceeded to spend the next hour preaching at me and telling me about how there's, like, all the problems that had occurred between them and, like, infidelity and... Um, how finding Jesus and finding religion and praying had kind of been the catalyst that brought them back together. Um, And then asked me what my religion was. And I was like, I am going to plead the fifth on that one, even though we're not in America, because I just, let me put it this way. I don't identify as a Christian. Like, I was like, I'm not telling you anything. And so like, well, we don't go to church. I'm like, okay. And they're like, we just follow the Bible. And I was like, oh, you're a non-denominational Christian. And they're like, non-denominational? I've never heard that term before. And I was like, yeah, it just means that you're not following a particular like sect or denomination of the religion. You're not Protestant. You're not Catholic. You're not Baptist, et cetera. Like, like I've never heard that term before. And it's like, I don't feel like I should be the one teaching you about your religion. So were they? was their point to tell you that if you find Jesus, you'll find a husband? I really don't know what it was. <laughs> I think it was just finding whatever loophole they could to basically tell me about this infidelity and how Jesus spoke to both of them and they heard him. Did Jesus say the same things to both of them? Pretty much told her to forgive the husband, told the husband to admit his wrongdoings, told them to make sure to pay off their debts, and if they do all of these things and live essentially righteously, that their daughters will be cured. Whoa. It's mind trippy. And then I walked out of the room patting myself down looking for flames and smoke. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just, yeah, that one was just, yeah, I think I was sweating by the end because it was so uncomfortable as I have got both of them telling me the story, and I was just like, this feels... This room is feeling very small right now. (laughs) 
Do you still see them? No, I this treated them. I treated deal? them once, and I was curious like, if uh, they're still together. Never want to see them again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. I'm I'm really curious. And how their daughter's health is? Well, that would be fascinating. I think people who really truly believe that they've like found God and are going to live a righteous lifestyle. And I mean, when you really really believe something, we teach this, Mark. We teach this. When you have this belief system that is so strong in you, it's going to take something serious like God talking to them again to make them deviate from that path. They're going to behave in a way that fits their belief. So if they believe that they have to stay together and you know live righteously, I bet they're still together. Yeah. I'm curious. Like, I, I would have so many questions for them. Like my <laughs> questions would be like, is this like a like is this just in your head or is this like you saw someone no, no, and you had he a conversation was, he was in her head he was in their heads cuz she was telling me like well he told me the first part which was of him being at work and like hearing Jesus going like you need to admit to your wife what had happened and you need to tell her right away don't leave work now and it was like so he left and he's like i need to talk to you and i need to tell you this and she was like, went into this like instant anger and she's like, who is it? I'll kill her. I'll kill you. And she's like, and in her head, all she heard is, thou shalt not kill. And it was like, oh, oh okay. Wow. Like, this is all kinds of intense sort of, uh, why am I hearing this? Yeah. So, like, all massage therapists ever think is like, don't talk politics, don't talk religion. And you had a whole bunch of religion spewed at you. Oh, yeah. I don't mind the religion. I don't even mind the politics. No. I don't like the parenting advice. That I can't stand. Like, I've got two little kids, and I fucking hate it when someone's telling me, this is what you need to do with your... This is how they sound. This is what you need to do with your kids, or make sure you don't do this. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. To be fair... I'm 43 years old. Shut up. To be fair, as a non-parent, I have given Amanda suggestions. And some of them have kind of worked. Yeah. Yeah, I get... I mean, parenting advice... No, but like preachy. Not, no. not advice, like preachy. Parenting advice used to really get to me. Like, I used to... I mean, and again, if you listen to our episodes, which I hope you all listen to all of them, I talked about how I had major postpartum anxiety and it was part of it because I felt, I felt like I was being judged by all eyes and that all of my decisions were being judged by all eyes. So I, I felt very confident in every method I used with my children, every decision I made, I felt like I was doing the exact right thing. And when I had someone telling me like, oh, you know, this is what I did and this is what you have to do. It used to really irk me. I didn't want to hear it at all. It doesn't anymore. I just, I, I think intent is a lot of it. If somebody is telling me something because they genuinely think, you know, this might help you and they're not saying it in a preachy way, eh, I just let it roll. And if somebody is being preachy, I honestly assume they're fucking stupid. <laughs> like if you think that your way is the only way, period, that to me shows lack of education sounds like everyone that ever talks to me then. <laughs> it really does yeah i think the only like because i i have friends with children and i'm i'm around them all the time like one of my friends has four boys four and under including like a set of twins and so that's a lot of fun and i'm always just like oh for the love of god make sure you have lots of receiving blankets like <laughs> that is about well, the it, only you know what? Those, thing. those kinds of pieces of advice are practical make sure you have lots of blankets yeah have receiving blankets are a godsend <laughs> yeah but like don't tell me how many hours my kid needs to nap no. and when they should nap and no all that's that kind the kind of, of like, stuff I, i'm that's saying that's the stuff i hate right yeah. and so somebody who's preaching at you this is how many hours of sleep you need um to me, again, shows lack of education. So all babies are fucking robots. They all need 14 and a half hours of sleep at this age. I, you know, it's... And they must sleep from exactly one o'clock until 3.15. No more, no less. And then they have to go to bed by 7.05. And you have to do this three-hour sleep routine. No. By the way, I was that fucking crazy with my first. Oh, my God. Everything was so, so structured. You're I think I, to be. I think first. that I actually, like, I always say now that she's got some, like, obsessive-compulsive tendencies um, that may have been put there by her mother. <laughs> <laughs> I was very, very, very structured with her. And then, yeah, with the second one, like, of course, you know, the midday nap. She's she's only 16 months old, so she takes a midday nap. And typically, she sleeps from 12.30 to, like, 2.45, 3 o'clock. That's her nap. Um, are there days where she doesn't go down for a nap until quarter after one because I was busy? Absolutely. Never would have happened with my first. Never, never, never. Nap time was nap time was nap time. Don't ever change it. 
But they are fun kids to have a dance party with. Yeah, they are fun kids. So was that it? Was that the only that, that last one, incriminating was, one? The religion? The really All right. Cringy one. Okay. Well then, so. We'll, we'll bring it back to shenanigans. I love it. All of all of these stories, as we said at the beginning, are things that a lot of therapists can relate to. And, you know, we're, we, we have nothing but respect for our clients. But, you know, there's how many billion people on the planet? And some of them are fucking weird. Yes. <laughs> some of them are shenanigans. <laughs> All right, I think that we'll wrap it up there. Right on, right on. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for sitting on our couch. Thanks for sharing everything. I need Jesus. That's what I found out. (laughs) (laughs) It might help out with uh, everything that goes on. Yeah, I need Jesus. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. (laughs) You've been listening to Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone.